Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 224. Yes, we're back from the future, where last week we did episode 233. Well, only the post said that. <laughs> Technically, everything else we it's said <laughs> was correct. I just mistyped fingers with the post, yes. He's, oh, all right. Uh, so <laughs> Obviously, my typing is just as well as my talking, so... There's, uh, a, there's a duality. <laughs> <laughs> so this week was uh, New York Comic Con, so we had a ton of news come out from that, including uh, some Wolverine news and some stuff about Iron Fist and some stuff, more stuff about the Defenders. It was all very exciting. Oh, there was many things about Luke because, well, we just like <laughs> tying him into almost everything. Yes. This was the all Luke Cage all the time episode. And uh, during the filibuster, I made like a Republican and didn't shut up and talked about everything but comic books. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, go check out the Power Rangers trailer. I'll say that before even listening to this. I mean, fuck, don't even listen to this. Just go watch that ten times in a row because that was great. Yeah. I uh, I reviewed a book, Cannibal, number one from Image, and I, I just want to say that Mateus Bergara is from... Uruguay, so both of you guys can just suck it. Yeah, you'll find out why that came up later on yeah. in the show. Yeah. Also, uh, do have to uh, to mention that uh, you should definitely go watch the Power Rangers trailer because <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell how excited I am, wow, it's wow. There is also a Power Fist. Not a power fist. I was the power, power fist was a combination. I'm sorry. Iron James fist. is cut off from talking now. <laughs> Go watch the Iron Fist trailer as a teaser as well. And there's a sneak for the next Walking Dead series. Yeah, what's great about recording these beginnings after recording the show is that we're already more drunker than when we started the show. Yeah, and I don't even doing this. Power and fist. Then we're just Tony and I drink so much that James just got drunk. Yeah, I got I got drunk just just. <laughs> <laughs> listening to just us listening travel. to the duality i got drunk <laughs> so with that no uh sit back relax uh enjoy some good polish beer and stay thirsty for dehydration and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 224 despite twitter's rage we still love luke cage as sung by smashing pumpkins Welcome back, uh, Sunday, Tony. <laughs> we've drunk missed on, drunk on, hangover. On we've missed you. We've missed hungover Sunday, Tony. Comics. That's how it was a lot of times when recording in or afternoon slash waking up. So I like to sleep in. And he looks like late. death, and he sounds like it too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you do sound like you. You have coke nose. Jamie Lee Curtis knows. <laughs> there is times when we record before going out to the bars and, and definitely uh, drinking. Then there's times when it's the morning and hair of the dog to get me over my hangover. Um, 
Yes, this weekend I was celebrating being Polish, and I apologize to you guys. I don't know if you guys noticed when I made this event on Facebook, I made it under Drunk on Comics. Yeah, and it kept doing... Notifications to you guys, (laughs) because you're administrators in it. I didn't realize that until, like, a couple (laughs) days before going out, that I'm like, why is this Drunk on Comics? Why does this keep showing up to boost this post? Like, why is Drunk on Comics going to my event? I've never had that happen, but I guess for people out there that have their own private page, just make sure when you are doing events events that you're posting under your own <laughs> and not... I mean, I think it's important for our, our followers to know that uh, Pulaski Days was this weekend. Yes, That's and... An important event in uh, in Polish heritage in Grand Rapids. Yeah, our half our city is Polish, Polish-Dutch. Um... And with that being said, all the Polish halls, 16 of them, I believe, they're private halls. They open their doors to the general public for a lot of drunken debauchery. Yeah. And it's like St. Patrick's Day for Polish people, except it lasts three days instead of one. Yep. And the food is good. Yeah. I love Polish Depends food. on which hall, though. Well, some are better than others, but I was ar- arguing with someone, and they're like... They're like, there's no bad food. I go, you're right. I mean, you're, none of the food is bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you're gonna go there and, and like, oh no, this is this is just awful. No, it's the, nine times out of ten you're drinking it to soak up the alcohol, so you don't care. But uh, I was at. It, I, I lately I've been really really crit, criti, uh, criticizing is the word of uh, a food of capusta. Oh. Um. I don't like it too sweet. I need the tang, man. I need it to. I need it to, like, just pop in your mouth. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> I explode. need it to help me salivate. You know, I need. I don't need it to, to just ooze, ooze on in there. out of like just yeah. Like I need it to be dribbling down my chin. You know, just, <laughs> and at the little hall that we went to, it was you know subpar. It wasn't really. They had too much carrots in it, man. It was too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I need. Uh-huh. I need more tang, man. I need that like. You know that face you make when the when the when the what, grape the that, grape juice is really grapey. It's so great you're like oh like that oh face the oh face yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like oh <laughs> this is really good capusta <laughs> like oh yeah so I had a lot of fun with some friends um, I'm gonna be paying for this for the next couple of weeks but um, yeah it is. October. Yay! Um, already, before even getting into this show, that we will say this is going to be ten times better than last week's because New York City Comic Con is going on right now. Yes. And with that, there is finally a ton of news. That's not even thinking of that last week. They probably were just saving all this shit yeah. for this week. Well, like, we, we made it through. Yeah. I, they, I, thought, I thought, we, I thought we, we pulled it out. It wasn't that bad of a, a show. I, I think... People were entertained. I hope so. <laughs> were you not entertained? <laughs> but uh, it, before we get into news, though, I I have to I have to ask you about something. Okay. I walked into your house today, and I I found this note on your table, and it says, <laughs> "Guys, awesome work this week. You have unlocked a badge. Keep up the good work." And this is from your one of your roommates. I won't say his name because. And it's a it's a badge that says Clean Sink Weekly Sweet Badge. <laughs> can you can you please expound on achievement unlocked? <laughs> and what we, this we, is? We are nerdy friends, and 
sometimes we like to, we're men, we leave dishes in the sink, yes. and one of our friends I've, thought it would be hilarious because we've been doing a good job this week. Yeah, so, of cleaning. Yeah, you guys we've, are we've never, adorable. we've never, we've never, <laughs> we've never unlocked that badge before. A whole week of <laughs> is there? Sink. Here's here's what I want. Is there? Are there more badges? I asked him, and I hope so because <laughs> I would be so happy to start cleaning. Just to, <laughs> yeah, he well, is. Fi- this the, there's your an roommate. incentive now. Yeah. Smartest man yeah. ever because if he can motivate you just by a homemade badge on a paper plate to clean your house, I'm just so impressed by this. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this wall right here in the podcast room is going to be filled up filled with, with badges. Like all your badges. badges. Yeah. yeah, like it's your shawl and the, I the love Eagle Scouts. It. I love it. I just had to, I had to ask about it. Cause... What were you doing this weekend? Oh, I was grinding, man. I had to grind for all those achievements. Well, that's cool, man. What game were you playing? <laughs> Adult. <laughs> I was playing adult. <laughs> I unlocked an achievement. <laughs> Grinding hard for those adult achievements. Oh, uh, yep. And I'm trying to think of the point at- attributes that you get, like... Yeah, well, hey, what are you going to put your, your ranks in? <laughs> I'm going to put my ranks in laundry this week. Because, <laughs> you know, let's just face it. We're men, and the laundry piles yeah. up. and Got to put my ranks in laundry. Okay, something besides cleaning. I just got addicted to a new show, and I am putting it out there for both you guys. You need to watch this. Westworld? Yes. <laughs> oh, is it? has it come out? Yeah, the both episodes, the first two episodes. I really want to see that. I love the original movie. I have not seen that, it but I heard Michael that Crichton it's kind of cheesy. Oh, Michael, there's well, so much it's cheese. It's super cheese, but it, the idea of it... Michael Crichton clearly has some sort of obsession with theme parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this one had sex in it, so better than Jurassic Park, I think. Well, the, <laughs> everything, the conversations are written so well. Um, have, have any of you watched it yet? The new one? Yeah. yeah. Have you? I've only watched the first episode because okay. I'm trying to prolong. I'm so happy, though, that, that I have someone to talk to about it. Because there's so, it's, it is going to be one of those water cooler, like, how even Game of Thrones has people killed off and then you're kind of like in shock of how can they move on Mm -hmm. this has more of honestly a lost feeling of what is this world oh yeah what's going on what's going on in the outside world the half of the the, yeah the duality of wild west and technology yeah well like okay for instance when they go down after the cooling the cooling system fucked up Mm -hmm. and they see you, you almost it almost looks like a rundown mall where exactly are they and how far in the future is that? I mean, you're, you spend, like, I had to pause it. My wife and I, we had to pause it every 10 minutes to come up with a new theory. And then we just basically had to tell each other to shut up and <laughs> finish the show. And she doesn't normally get hooked on, on science fiction stuff like I do. Mm-hmm. But she woke up, well, I mean, we woke up the next day and she was like, I had dreams about it. I can't stop thinking about that. That's episode. great. I, oh, I would love to go to this world. It would be fun. Yeah. But then it's also kind of bad because of what they say is like you can live out your ever fantasy, and I kind of do want to be like the gunslinger. Oh yeah. But I would not really want to kill someone. I would never feel. But like, but I would look at it as kind of a video game. Mm-hmm. I thought the only thing you could you could live out your fantasy, but it couldn't affect other people. I thought you could only. Yeah, but there's so. What are they called? Companions or whatever? Hosts. hosts. Well, well, hosts are the people that are in there. But think about it. They are kind of androids. Yeah. So those people can... Automatons. ...die and then but try to figure they're, out them. They're, but they're robots. You yeah, feel so bad about that? Yeah. And I love the construction of them. Because you don't know... I mean, all this... 
nanotech neurological lacing of milk and honey because it's all white that's dripping off them. Mm-hmm. And did you notice the milk theme in the first episode? Yeah. Did you catch that? Stephen Ogg, aka Trevor Phillips from GTA Five. Um, I randomly I randomly caught that and I was like, it's Trevor, it's Trevor Phillips from GTA Five. Anyway, um, where they're just pouring milk all over each other. He's drinking milk. It's pouring out of mm-hmm. him. He's pouring milk. And I wonder, I, I don't know. I was like, what's up with the milk? But that show makes you think too hard about shit. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it makes you. It doesn't answer everything. Yeah. Which is what Abrams, who's uh, he didn't directly produce or he's well, yeah. He's and involved. it's it's hey. one of, it's one of the Nolan boys that's that's writing it and directing it, I believe. Okay. Nolan. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not um, not Christopher, his brother. I can't remember yeah. what and his so name is. It's just it's the cast. Holy shit. But um, it's got Sir Anthony Hopkins in it. I know I mean, that was and the conversation between him and the uh, robot, ho- one robot. of the hosts mm-hmm. is haunting. I want to because it making me almost feel like Blade Runner of like who is, you know, who's real human, who's not. Yeah, because you don't like you Cylons. Don't, yes, no, good reference. <laughs> yes. Um, is the fact that you th- you think that hey. Hey, look at Cyclops. I can't think of the actor's name. James Marsden. James, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is you think he's a newcomer, but he's yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's all we're gonna say about I was that. Say, try to be spoiler free. Yeah. I'm sorry. I almost, no, just, okay. I almost just fucked up. <laughs> but it is such a good good show so far. Uh, I powered through the second one. Jonathan Nolan. And, mm, yes. Yep. yep. Yes. Very good. But what I want to say is. What they do really well with this show, which fucks up a lot of science fiction, is a lot of people, when they write science fiction, feel like they need to over-explain all the nuances of this world. Right. Because with science fiction, you could pretty much do anything. Mm -hmm. But Sometimes novums ruin good science fiction. But you don't need... But sometimes, like, just a little is all you need to know. The flux capacitor. Well, how the fuck does that thing work? Doesn't matter. It runs on plutonium, or then recycled. You've been reeled trash. in. Yeah, hook, line, and sinker. Right. Like you don't need to go so like Star Trek. They will explain some things, but you don't need to know how the real teleporters atomize right. you and yep. and doing stuff. It just. But there's been other shows, and I can't think of it right now. But um, somewhere they just go in and in and in. Where then it's like you'll then find a flaw in what they just made the yeah. rules are for the world. So this one. I don't know. In the ring world. I don't know all of what's going on with these creatures, but they explain enough of the kind of memories, the hosts. but not, and like dreams, but not. But like that, it opens more questions than it does explaining. Well, that's what draws you in, though. Yeah, that's what draws you into a good science fiction. But even I, then, they don't even need to explain because, as you were saying, you think a post-apocalyptic world could be. If they don't even go to the outside world, I was thinking though that was part of another level of the world. Like yeah. I just thought that looked like a, a entrance to it. One of us could be right, one of us could be wrong. Yeah. If we don't even get to the outside world, if we're just stuck in this Westworld part, you know what? I didn't need to know what yeah. was going on in the Who world. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's that's where I mean. That's the good thing is it makes you ask all the right questions. I, I like. I heard it was good. Uh, heard all the reviews of biggest like HBO opening since Game of Thrones yep. debuted. This is going to be, and they already have four or five seasons planned. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. There's so a this, lot of back material. That there I is can pull going from. to be a lot of speculating. This is going to be like the lot, like Lost. Yeah, but and better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't <laughs> fuck up on the end. Yeah, yeah. No smoke monsters, please. 
Well, uh, so other shows that we watched and enjoyed recently, Luke Cage. You guys are all caught up on that. Uh, I have not seen the whole thing. I think we're having like episode eight. Yeah, Tony. I, I powered through, through that the too. whole thing. Yeah. I, you power man through it. Uh, yeah. Power man through it. <laughs> uh, power through it, man. <laughs> uh, so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um, I I couldn't stop watching it, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why I hate some. Going back to Westworld, I'm so glad it comes out once a week, so I won't binge watch it. Yeah. The, <laughs> when you actually get caught up on a show, I can watch it like regular people. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Netflix is is so amazingly, but the bane of my couple days productivity. Right, like, I shut down and I will. Yeah. I, I, I. That's no, why I don't watch TV shows with my wife or Netflix because she'll power through something on a weekend and me I get way too fidgety yeah and sit down for maybe two episodes at a time but she gets mad at me when <laughs> when I can't sit still and I keep watching shows so when this time of year comes and you got like Walking Dead Westworld that you actually have to you know stay tuned for right. like they used to say mm-hmm. back in the old days uh, no I, I, I'm excited because I, I enjoy that anticipation so yeah I have been. I'm only on episode ten of Luke Cage, and I, although it does have the the main flaw of all Netflix shows, which are the first four episodes are fucking boring as hell, and then <laughs> episodes five through thirteen, that's when you really uh-huh. start binge watching. Um, I love it. I love the um, music in it. I uh-huh. think it's amazing. I totally am buying the vinyl that they're putting out of the soundtrack. It, yeah, I mean. That the genre that it, they were shooting for <clears throat> is different than Daredevil, which was also yes. different than Jessica Jones. Yes. They because they're all going to come together anyways. Right, having different directors and different feel Themes. for each one. Yeah, every every the-, the way that they pull you in different areas with the theme is going to make the Defenders that much more better. Right, more more better. Yeah. Well, because the Marvel Cinematic uh, movies, they all are kind of the same tone. Right, I mean. They are the Captain America slash Iron Man feeling in all of them, saying jokes every now and then, and you get that. But in these shows, they've all been different. And Punisher, when that comes out too, that's going to probably right. be an really Iron different. Fist. Yeah, um, that's going to be dark as hell. Punisher, yeah, Punisher, yeah. Gonna be oh so god, dark. I hope so. <laughs> um, the entire second season of Daredevil was dark as hell. Well, most of them, and I think that's what these shows have going over the movies and why people are so drawn into them is they are a little bit darker, but they're not so dark where they're like DC movies. Yes, but however you hear about the controversy... DC movies are just dark, Are like, you saying literally. that people think that Luke Cage is too, too dark? dark? Yes. Yeah, in terms of there's too many black people in a show about a black superhero? Yeah, I, I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand it either. This is why sometimes when we try not to... This isn't even a political thing. This is just a humanity it thing. Is. Very much so of, what the fuck? Why is this even something that yeah. people are discussing? I enjoyed the show. It was great. To me... I guarantee that the people, that the white people... It is, because it is white people. Yeah, it is white people. I guarantee that the white people that are crying racist on this have never picked up a fucking comic book. Right. <laughs> Nor been to... Uh, where's uh They're in Harlem? Harlem, yeah. Yeah. Because you understand how, how accepting and soft the comic book slash geek community is right 
these people aren't those people. No. And and by by you people, I mean white people. <laughs> <laughs> someone like it, it is white people. Yeah. And... No, it is because as someone saying, you know, I'm not racist. Like someone tweeted this out to. Anytime you have to say I'm court, not racist, but you're going to say <laughs> the most racist <laughs> shit. But why is like heard. saying why is Luke Cage so political? You know why why are they talking about being black all the time? Because that is life. And this shit yeah. happens, and sorry that this is your first glimpse of it. Right. But I'm glad that it's opening some people's eyes to... How important Harlem is to The black, black community. Yeah. yeah, and black culture. Yeah. For sure. And that's not just me as a white person feeling guilty about that. No, historically, like James Baldwin, and yeah, it's it's well, it's people, out there. The people who say, I don't see race, are the same people that are... Noticing race in yeah. the show. Yeah. I'm colorblind. I'm so colorblind. Well, guys. and I think they like a lot of white people get a bug up their ass because they're like, oh, people can p- complain about a show being whitewashed, but we can't complain about there being no white. Yeah, no, not, you can't. You just can't complain about Let's not talk that. about Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> you just can't complain about that. It is a show about a black superhero in a black community. Most of the characters are going to be black. Next thing you know, Black Panther's going to come out, takes place in Africa. People are going to be like, why are there no white people in Black Panther? <laughs> yeah. It comes from a city what? in. Why Africa. do you think? Wakanda. I mean, what's wrong with you people? It's just Jessica Jones. There you're, are not enough white people in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. Even I mean. s- well, no, we can get into delving in as you were saying, Ghost in the Shell. And I am a person that 100%, I was on, I agree with. with I, I don't even know how to pr- pronounce it or say it right. We don't need to have white people in all these roles. However, when I do look at it objectively, there are more white people than than American Asian actors. But it doesn't mean that they couldn't have found someone. Yeah. Um, there are certain times when it's okay. Um, what they did with the ancient one, I understand why not making it in Tibetan because there's a huge market in I think China. more people were pissed and, about it being a female than it, they were about that's <laughs> not being Tibetan. Yeah, that's because <laughs> white males are misogynistic, too. I mean, let's just, <laughs> let's just bash us it's, off. No, there's not well, enough dudes in but, it. It's not, no, but I thought that is a brilliant choice. And listening to the reasons why mm-hmm. you get to be understanding. That's what this world needs, a little more understanding. And These I, people don't want to hear that, though. They They think that, like... They're on that, oh, political, I don't want to be politically correct. They're on that train. They're, they're bored with it. They don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so we briefly kind of talked about um, that new Matt Damon movie, the the wall, the wall or the Great Wall or whatever. Yeah. And people are saying because, um, who else is in it? Him, um, the dude that uh, played on Narcos and uh, Game of Thrones, um, Pavio or... I forget his name. He's got a mustache. Pas- yeah, something Pascal. Something um, mustache. <laughs> but having these these non uh, you know Chinese people on the wall um, is whitewashing it. Well, there was the brief trailer, but what people aren't getting is that is not the movie. Right. Yeah. Actually, these yeah. are the only four white people in the entire movie, made up of all the rest. You know, yeah. Chinese people because they are white Americans that are going to search for gunpowder. Right. That's the story. You think are they going to do well the same thing with uh, Ghost in the Shell? Like, are they are they going to do a uh, Lone Ranger thing with it? Like, is he adopted? He's not really Native American, but he's a white guy that was adopted and gave him this. 
It's yeah, they're going to give him some backstory as to how the white dude ended up there. <laughs> Possibly. And I think that I think in in future in, in in future instances where there is whitewashing, I think that excuse is going to become all too common. True. Like if it's a planet of all black people and then all of a sudden one of this white dude shows up, well, see a white guy invented the the teleportation device that got the white guy there years ago, but then the teleportation uh, technology got wiped out, so there's one white guy there now, and and he was adopted <laughs> into the culture, and he's so it's not like he's white; he's a part of it. Like he's so the fact that he's white isn't important. Yeah, I feel like we could we could be going on these. Well, we could. Um, we could, but it's it's important that. I, I think that as uh, fans of the comic book industry that we need to help people realize that if we want diversity in comics, then we can't complain. When there's as, diversity. When there's diversity thing. in comics. And diversity doesn't mean a bunch of different types of races together. It means available options to yeah, everybody. Different culture, yes, different exactly. beliefs, well, different So we got points. Luke Cage, who's definitely touting the Harlem Renaissance. We got new. that whitewashed uh, Iron Fist. I mean, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe they cast a white person. Yeah, they that. cast a white dude. Well, and, <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> that was both you and Derek. You I, may not know this controversy, so I it was one of the other few times, like a year ago, or maybe back in the spring, who knows, where I couldn't make the podcast. And they start talking about Iron Fist, which I love that comic book. I've read it, you know, for a yeah. long time. They... Clearly haven't. We all have our nerd knowledge. I said, they I don't know anything about it. Iron Fist. <laughs> and Derek goes on a tangent of whitewashing. I can't believe that they cast a, a white, white, blonde-haired male in this uh, uh, role. Well. Well, I think the part of that was we were actually talking about articles that had come out that were exactly about that whole thing. Why wasn't an Asian cast in Iron Fist? And it was clearly written by people who don't know the story of Iron Fist. And so I'm sitting here listening to them talk on the podcast, no, (laughs) no, don't be those people misinformed, no. Yeah, well, speaking of Iron Fist and your love for it, the new trailer dropped at, well, New York, New York City Comic Con's going on right Mm -hmm. now, still, this weekend, um, and lots of stuff has dropped uh, from from this, so we'll have lots to talk about, as Tony said. But the one of the best things I saw. I was say, did you forget was, I did mention yeah, all that? Was the, and then you just clicked I, yeah. in your brain. Was the <laughs> I, was the Iron Fist trailer, and it's just a just a short little tra- trailer that shows him. My, Might as well call it White Fist. My, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite part is seeing him punch through a steel door. But it makes me very excited for oh, epic uh, Superman to watch TV. what they do with it. And I know you're excited too, Tony, as you love Iron Fist. But um, I, I really don't know anything about Iron Fist, so I can't tell you how accurate it'll be to the comic book. Maybe you can... Oh, I think it, it, well, with all these shows, they, there are some adapt, I mean, obviously their origins right. are being updated from when they were back in, you know, <laughs> 70s and 80s and stuff are a bit different than that. It's like it's church. I know, I gotta fan myself. Pastor, the pastor won't shut up. Talk Come about on. Iron Fist just makes me sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny white dudes just do it for me. <laughs> That's not true. Anyway. Iron Fist. <laughs> I like where she's going with that. TMI, TMI. Um, yeah, so I I really think um, 
It's going to be, again, Netflix were the first couple episodes. Yes. You're not even going to get the backstory till like, the sixth right. episode. Yeah. Which also formed, and by that time, the seventh episode, the first bad guy that they're going to have is going to die, and there's going to be the other right. overall bad guy. That is seriously their formula. For, yeah, it's very, yes. I knew They've that going into Luke Cage yeah. of, like, no, I like, spoilers, but Cottonmouth, fucking hell of an actor. And I'm like, you're the bad guy now? That means you're not going to live past half right. this season. Right. Well, like, I, I like that in the fact that this time it was too obvious. Yeah. Because you, you saw how, I mean, how Diamondback, I'm sorry, not Diamondback, Cottonmouth. Yeah. How Cottonmouth was acting, and you go, I like his character, I like this, but the choices he's making, the decisions right. he's making, is not diabolical enough. It's not deep enough. Well, that was what was great about the way they did his character, too. Because these, I mean, these villains that they're using are like... D level comic book yeah. villains. But when you think about but, it though, when you look at heroes for hire in general, like street level superheroes, like yeah. this isn't the cosmic shit that's going on. This is the street level. So they're going to be dealing with drug lords and dirty money right. and dirty politics. Which is, yeah, it may, definitely makes it more realistic. Makes I think. it more, makes it more relatable too. Yeah. I, I, I like that aspect. Yeah. And Defenders, we have coming soon. And now we have Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, joining the, the cast herself. as a villain. Yeah, and that I really—they've just mentioned her, but I don't. I've read Heroes for Hire, so I've read Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Though Daredevil was never my cup of tea; that was more Derek's. Um, Punisher, that my stepdad could tell me everything about Punisher, but even <laughs> then, read some Punisher. But we know me and Punisher books too, like Space Punisher. You yeah, know, it's hit or miss for me. So. <laughs> Um, the new Punisher comic book series right now it hasn't caught me. I don't like it. Anyway. Really? I, I right now to me it's way too simple. I wanted something darker, but that's my that's my like. I'm I'm a fucking snob. Well, that's I, so like I don't really know who she would be the right. bad guy for. But already I have this huge feeling that who we're gonna see as overall bad guys. Um, I mean. Jessica Jones, I mean, um, Purple Man. Purple Man. So that that didn't have really much of an overall story arc to fit in, but I really feel Daredevil is pushing that with the uh, hand. hand. Yeah. And that would make sense to have the hand then be... He's got the kingpin, Mm -hmm. so the kingpin is kind of his bad guy that he'll fight, but I really feel that if they're going to carry something over from all of them, giant ninja people that you can just, like, punch to death and, like, whatever another person takes their place, like instant uh, fodder, you know, would make great for a team-up of superpower people as well. Um, Because having just bad guys with guns, well, that's not going to really hurt half of the guys, seriously. It's also working within the budget, though. Because if you notice, notice, yeah, a lot of the action scenes in in Luke Cage are kind of campy because he's moving his arm and the dude is flying 15 feet in the air... Like that kind of, but then with this, it, it 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 adds to the like they know what kind of budget they're working with. They're not working with all this CG and stuff like that. So that's the type of stuff that they got to work with. And I like that. I mean, as opposed to like the crazy fight scenes with twenty people in a hallway. Well, the fight scenes that they do in Daredevil are, as from a film nerd perspective, are some of the best fight scenes. On you don't see choreography film. like that anymore. Well, you do know Ever. how they shoot some of that, though, right? Yeah, it's multiple. I mean, there, there's cuts, but just yeah. the way that it seemed. Yeah. Because that's what Birdman did it. Um, 
that movie in of itself. Yeah, yeah. all one. It take. was a great. There, they, they, there are three specific not takes because of where they jump in the story. Yep. But beyond that, film part perspective. Yeah. Everyone needs to go watch that movie. I will not, hands down, but I even thought the story was great as well. The and fight it, scene between Michael Keaton and, and Edward Norton was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I rewound that three times because I was dying laughing. Yeah. Because it's, it's Michael Keaton fighting Edward Norton in a leopard-like Speedo. <laughs> What's not to love about that? Yeah, right? it was a great movie. Yeah, so... Um, I forget where... Oh, so going back to the, the yeah. cuts. Like, that... that uh, one fight uh, in the hallway, beautifully done. They made well, that it one seamless. and the one the one down the stairs too. In yeah, they the made that season. seem seamless. Yeah. Like that's and they show the fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy that about fight scenes. You don't see that in a lot of fight scenes. Is fatigue like um here's this is really obscure, but uh, the Black Death with uh, Sean Bean. Um, Replays a Templar during that is plague definitely times. an obscure reference that um, I don't think anybody else will get. But they, <laughs> but when they, when their small band gets ambushed by all these, you know, you know, un, you know, inexperienced fighters, they show fatigue, like they're breathing heavy, and they can only take a couple swings before they have to stand back. And right, those fights like Daredevil is you actually are able to see that kind of stuff. So going, so going back to Sigourney. Um, I I think that she it's something that's going to do with the hand. Right. I mean, but doesn't the hand had or has or has at times had a female leader? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, because I don't see her doing a lot of physical stuff, so maybe more. Right. Or um, possibly she could be like maybe a head of a corporation. Besides, because um, they've speculated now with Luke Cage where he got that technology the powers and stuff oh right what, who's developing that they kind of did that with jessica jones too if they tie in that same company as the the acid whatever that splashed onto matt's face mm. maybe they could go that route and totally throw us for a loop thinking that it's the hand and it's and just this it, evil yeah was it i uh igh which matt thinks uh stands for inhuman growth hormone oh. which honestly that would be a lot more plausible with okay. the way Marvel's going with humans because well, they can't use X-Men. And it sounded like um, in the in the future, and I don't know how far out they're planning this, but they are eventually going to cross over like the S.H.I.E.L.D. universe off of that TV network mm-hmm. into the Netflix one. Yeah, so having inhum- IGH is right. really what we think that stands for. They haven't yeah. officially that's, said. That's a good, that's a good surmise. <laughs> yeah. Um... Or maybe, uh, I guess, one other... uh, I've heard rumors on the internet, maybe she could be Mephisto, gender-swapped. Okay. You know what I could see? Well, if he's Mephisto, he can be whoever he wants on Earth, yeah? Yeah. Isn't that the whole thing? Good point. (laughs) Um, Or a big person within um, hand, but more Wolverine is the Viper. Okay. Um, Isn't that... Another female assassin. Yeah. Wasn't she in? Was the Viper the one that was in the last X or Wolverine movie? Was yeah, that Viper? She was, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, they wouldn't be able to use her Mm-mm. then because that was already established. No. And... Maybe she's Typhoid Mary. That would be awesome. That is a good. Like, well, then they're gonna have to make her look all punky and stuff. That would Why not? be It'd awesome. Be Sigourney Weaver would totally rock that out. Yeah. You know what? No matter what, whoever she is, I want her code name to be the Gatekeeper. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, good thing those aren't real. Oh, I hit myself in the knuckle with it. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not a real knife. It fucking hurt. You'd be sans, if that was a real knife. Like sans I, a finger, it would, it would totally have just clipped it from the nu- the knuckle. Like I would just have a nub instead of a middle finger. So playing with my butterfly bottle yeah, opener. Yeah, your butterfly bottle opener. Uh, just that me was up. so great that I accidentally just hit record. <laughs> um, will no shit. Yeah, right then. So I'm gonna just leave that in there because that's kind of how we do it. Will say this. Uh, I was easily going to do a jump cut to make a smooth transition so that people wouldn't know what happened, but I'm just going to explain it anyways because sometimes this shit happens. Many other podcasters will talk about their, you know, fuck-ups. We've talked about mine here plenty of time. Like when Oh, I when you broke. destroyed the studio? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what it is because yeah, the, the original old plug we used to use yes. before Broke upgrading off. to a USB one yeah. is why I had to buy the whole new uh, is it, laptop. Is there to begin slowly with. an omen for, forming in this room? Yes. Eventually, it's, like this a, whole room is going to cave in upon itself eventually. Yeah, like the end of Poltergeist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to implode. <laughs> Forgot with- to move the bodies! <laughs> With uh, the new laptop that I bought for recording, it decided it wanted to go into an update right while recording. Yeah, and like an hour-long update. Yeah, 15%. yeah that was the secondary 15% because it already went through a whole cycle, and currently I was able to pull out the old laptop so that we could continue recording. Isn't this what they artificially recording. inseminate cows with? Oh, no, yeah. it's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> James, we've lost James. Yeah, he's playing with all the toys <laughs> in the room. Okay. But, did want to say, so, with what we are talking about, we've sat here for an extra hour yes. just chatting about shit, not having anything to Ooh, record on. Oh, that's strong. I think I just tore my pinky nail off. <laughs> oh, God. All right. And so, we're going to get back into talking about whatever we are talking about. Yes. I think something Sigourney Weaver, we've talked a lot about Luke Cage. Yeah. I do want to quick mention, um, I love going on Reddit. And Jesus Christ, James. <laughs> focus, you're kick, James. You're kicked focus. off the podcast. <laughs> Come on. Um, well, this is only my fourth time. Focus. Put the blinders on. Okay. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, Defenders. Go. No, Luke Cage. We're back to Luke Cage. Back, back, back to Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Fuck. <laughs> no, that, uh, there are many bots within um, that will bring you information. I mean, people that can create, you know, the wizardry of technology there. Yeah, soft people who can write software. And there was, there's this bot going around the defenders of whenever someone swears, it will automatically show up with a link to donate money to a, one of like 15 charities in Harlem. Right. Uh, so a, like you, a Reddit swear jar. Yeah. So yeah. if you, if you say shit or like this fucking sucks or whatever, it will show up. Uh, just like say swear jar and you click on yeah. it and, and you have to put in and put it in pop swear jar yeah which rest in peace Bob. uh fun fact i was reading on twitter actually the guy who uh created luke cage got the idea for the swear jar from prince because prince once he became a jehovah's witness instituted oh, a swear jar yeah. in his house so if you swear you actually had to put money in his swear and he would according i think kevin smith talked about this he would like just stare at you and, like, nothing would happen until you put money in his swear jar. So that's where the origin of Pop's swear jar came from, was, was Prince, gotcha. actually. So one other thing to say, too, if uh, audio seems weird after a certain part, this is why, because we're now recording on a different device. Yes, which we've switched. I don't have all the tweakings on this one anymore. It would be awesome if we just started sounding like chipmunks for mm-hmm. the last half of it. I would- <laughs> 
I would find it hilarious. I don't know if any of our listeners would. No, probably would. not. Oh, um... Then we'd have to do the Christmas song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do that goddamn Christmas song. <laughs> I, I almost was thinking about singing it, too. Yeah. Christmas time is here. Well, let's, let's talk about Wolverine instead of Chipmunks. That's a better idea. Yeah. Wolverines instead of Chipmunks, you guys. You mean Logan? Yes. Well, that is the, the the title of the next and last... Or should we say... Wolverine movie. Old Man Logan? Well, probably. But that hasn't been confirmed yet. But it's probably what it is. No, it definitely is. And that's... I mean, knowing the storyline... I mean, the, have you seen the pictures of Patrick Stewart? Mm, Professor X? No. He is reprising okay, yeah. his role. He's... Yeah, so, A, that's... Fuck. I, I love the duality of the old... Older, yeah, um, and the newer one, yeah, older Magneto. And I just Professor love X the word duality. One. Yeah, and I used it. I yeah. think not correctly, but somehow. no, I think you did use it correctly. No, I was, uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah. correct. I do. I like. That's one of the things I do like about the X Men movies is how they're running the two universes mm-hmm. side but, by side, well, two timelines. Yeah, in the same universe. Yeah, I think and, you and I just harmonize going mm-hmm at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Um, so yeah, Patrick Stewart. Being an old person, this is right. old man Logan, Sir Patrick Stewart. And like, it's is also, he old? Like, he's even older than he was. And yeah, they may make him still okay. looking because at the decent. end of Days of Future Past, they he Wolverine came back to the present, right, mm-hmm. with everybody. So I mean, they could just be going off that. True, or maybe now, well, yeah. And there was a Brian K. Vaughn storyline called Logan. Yeah, but this definitely though he's the picture that's been going around everywhere is him holding the little hand of a of a child. Yeah. Which also could be Dokken. Or or could that's X twenty three. Look at the X twenty three is a clone though. Well, was, that doesn't mean anything in the movie grown. in the movie universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. You, well, especially in the X Men universe, right. including at that. But Old Man Logan, fucked. he had kids, so right. That's true. But look, I want you to look at that poster really, really closely. That doesn't look necessarily like a child's hand. The fingers just seem too big. Like it looks like it's a person's hand that they superimposed. Think it's maybe maybe Deadpool's hand. Deadpool's well, cut off, like regrowing <laughs> hand. It's a little baby hand. No, it really does not look like looking pretty big in this hand right now. A, a, a baby's hand. It looks, well, no, it's a child. It could be a child's hand. It doesn't have to be a baby's hand. I don't know. I, I mean, okay, if that's a normal person's hand, that's what I'm then Wolverine then is fucking Wolverine is giant. Huge. That's what I'm going with. That is what I think this whole movie and is about. the purist would say that, well, he already is too big. I mean, Wolverine's like 5'3 tops. It's true, it's true. He's supposed Jack to be a like, tiny what, six, little one? man, yeah. which is why I think originally when they thought about making the X-Men movies, they wanted to cast Danny DeVito as Wolverine. No, they didn't ever want to, <laughs> but they're saying that's the size Whoa. he would be. Danny DeVito was never... That would Talked be oh my god! That would so, be so awesome, though. Danny DeVito's like five or four ten. Yeah, that's how big Wolverine. Would Wolverine be. is a tiny, like he's five. Yeah. I think they say I think, he's I five, want to say five two or five three. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I think even smaller than that. But regardless, uh, yeah, he he's not as tall as Hugh Jackman. Which though, if you ever notice the comic books now, though, have kind of started incorporating his height a little bit more, like making him a little taller. Yeah, because he's definitely still not shorter like than the girls icon. at the school. Yeah. Like, he's, like, eye-line with most of them. So, yeah, that's retconning the, the origins of right. height. Which, 
To be honest, out of all things retconning, height is probably the least that I really give a shit about. I mean, yeah, exactly. I just really, love the fact you, that he's it, a tiny little man. I know, yeah, and that is little, that is little, part little of who cute, he is. Hairy dude, yeah, part, little package. You know, it's hard like, for him to be a human fastball when he's a full size grown yeah. man. It only works because he is so tiny. Well, he also <laughs> well, it also compensates. I mean, well, not compensates, but that's where he gets the little man attitude from, right? You yes, know, well, and the that fact he that he's a gajillion years old, and just, yeah. he's an old, cranky man who looks like a middle-aged man. Yeah. <laughs> really, he's a couple hundred years old. And... <laughs> he's just an old, old man who wants to tell kids to get off their lawns, but he's stuck in the fabulous body of Hugh Jackman. So, Who, for some reason, is looking better as he ages. He, fuck, man. What the hell is up with that man? He is looking better as he gets older. Because he's really found... <laughs> The, the secret the, formula. Yeah, he found yeah. the X formula. Good lord. Yep. Um, oh, uh, in other movie news that we have to make sure we talk about, um, the trailer uh, for Power Rangers. No, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what? I mean, no? It, 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 I mean, really, who's going to go see that? <laughs> I mean, I tell you, I've never seen... You were disappointed in the trailer? I can't even keep up. The no, <laughs> I knew if I was... if I knew if I made you make an actual exact statement about yeah, it, you wouldn't be able to. Do I was it. never the biggest Power Rangers fan, but even when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Huh, oh my god, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks is is Rita." I when it hit that spot, I went, "Oh shit!" So while <laughs> while while standing in line to get into one of the halls, uh, one a, a friend told me about it. I go, "How did I not fucking know yeah. this came out?" Well, I've been drinking all day, right. so. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I tried watching it in line. I couldn't hear it, but I watched it. And I'm like, I can't wait to get home and watch this. So, drunkenly, got home and I watched it drunkenly. Even then, I was happy. Yeah. Went to bed. Sweet dreams. Elizabeth Banks. And then, woke up. Watched it two watched more it times. Again. This, wow, is all I can say. For anyone that loved Power Rangers, how can you find a flaw in what they're doing? Right. Updating it. Like, it, it seems like Hollywood needs to take notes of this is how you deal with a franchise and you reboot it mm-hmm. in a reason why. A beloved a franchise. Con- tell a compelling storyline. I hope this makes the shows better. I mean... I don't know if you can save those <laughs> at this point. No, I mean, the shows are still decent, but the the look and feel... I did outgrow the shows. The, they, I did a little bit. But I'm not I, saying that to be a dick. I did outgrow the shows, though. They're definitely for a, a different age group yeah. than what we are. But this definitely looks like it's it's probably going to have some cheesy, campy, some fun stuff. But it has it to. Looks it looks kind to. of yeah. more adultish. Like the the hand movement when they're in their, <laughs> their suits. <laughs> when they talk, they have to do the If people hand. could only see what you're doing right? now. Yeah. Maybe the wind from my hand moving to explain where we're going to fight and how we're going to fight when I talk. I don't know why I'm not Facebook-living this right now. Um, oh, and uh, Bill Hader uh, voicing Alpha 5. Oh, which really? Is, yeah. Did, Holy shit, did I say something that you, you didn't, didn't know, know that? about? Yeah. Tony. Yeah. I Well, he, all I'm going to say is this, though. I like how they have, like, they got powers kind of, too. Yes. Because, realistically... Them, they got like, chronicled. Knowing, they found yeah, underground. knowing yeah. all these martial arts stuff is okay. They all hung out doing martial, but this also seems kind of like, hey, let's go underground. Well, it, it, and it, find it, some stones. It explains how they can jump. 
so high. Like, mm-hmm. they actually went into them jumping across the... Yeah. Which, in the show, would always just be them jumping, and then they'd show another frame of them landing like, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I like they that, that they have some superpowers with these things. <laughs> I, I'm just... Wow. Yeah. I want to be a Power Ranger. Want yeah. to form a giant Zoid. Would you, so, would you be a Red Ranger because you're Polish? I'd be any Ranger. Fuck, you could make me the Pink Ranger for all I care. <laughs> in, in this... In this uh, trailer teaser was it yeah. a teaser? Um, there was a there was a bully in this who was picking on them. And do we think that that is one part of Bulk and Skull? Do we think that they're going to be in this movie? Oh, they're definitely going to be in yeah. this movie. It didn't look like either of them though, right? So I I think for the tone of this movie, they're going to show up as like a cameo of. Two people that look like them, maybe walking down the hallway, maybe they'll have a quick line. Yeah. But to have them in like they were the, sh- the TV right. show, oh. hijinks, I, I, I don't think this is the tone they're going for. But then again, too, though, this is just a teaser trailer. Right. It didn't really give much except for hype. Yeah. and Lots of hype. As we all know, though, trailers can be deceiving as well. That could be the whole part of the movie that's good. Th- this- that's, what, that's what happened to uh, No Man's Sky. But I digress. Did you buy that? No. Oh, good. I, I heard about it. I wanted it. I'm yeah. so glad that I waited. And The company is actually under investigation right now by ESA. Yep. yep. I heard that. Anyway. In Power video Rangers. game news. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Drunk on video games for 45 seconds. I, I, I've said, I say this. Yeah. I'm a repeating. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was happy with the trailer. I knew you would be extremely happy with yeah. it. The only part, well, the jumping scene was cool. Like the Matrix style jumping. Yeah. And then, them underwater, that was weird to me. But Yeah, that was very fantastical. They um, were just standing underwater. Very Harry Potter-ish. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait till we see some... Uh, some oh, fuck what... Uh, the putties? I want to see putties, what the put- yeah. what, what, if they're actually going to be called putties. If they're actually going to be referred to as putties in the movie, I will laugh. <laughs> yeah, and they will have to have some form of... Noise like that, if yeah. they could, because that's going to piss people. Well, off. No, like they're they're going to be, gonna be, they're gonna be badass putties, though, if they are. So they yeah. probably are going to have some sort of. She created them. Yeah. Remember, the putty men were made from putties that yeah. she put in the little cauldron, they and then they yeah. came out the machine, and then she'd set yep. them down there. Except for then, when she ran out of like putty formula and had to use a specialized one, and that's when they got the super putties and oh, the henchmen. No, we're getting deep that's, now. That's actually no. <laughs> Sidetracking, but also something really for movies. Besides having a great hero and then bad guy, really what comes down to is the henchman as well. If you don't have believable henchmen, we'll bring up Suicide Squad again, but also the numerous other movies where you fight them. Yeah. It, it needs to be somehow believable. So as we said, with the, with the Defenders and possibly the Hand, makes it believable, sounds... Right, because there's just millions of henchmen yeah. that you, Stormtroopers yeah. makes perfect sense. You yeah. have all these people so you can just... The iconic henchmen. Yeah. yeah that's, well, not the, even that. Well, the availability. within the, the realm yeah. of the story. Like, yeah. The Luke availability Cage, of infinite henchmen. Like, Luke Cage, which I guess we went back to Luke Cage again, too. <laughs> he, there's all these, like, you know... Uh, uh, you just wanted to talk henchmen. about him. That's that white guilt talking. <laughs> <laughs> Subconsciously, <laughs> yeah, that's white guilt talking. talking. Uh, no, that there's so many thugs and everything uh, in Harlem that it right. makes sense that a yeah. random. See now, this, this use up. of the word "thug," Tony. No, but like the, 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 the henchmen are actual thugs. Whatever gang they, members, they shake yeah. they shake people down for money. Yeah, 
And so, and so those were believable for that story. Regardless of the color line. of their skin. Yes. But if they all of a sudden were like tree people, putties, or like, you know, whatever, super bad, it wouldn't be that believable. Right. It doesn't fit the story. Yeah. I Going back you. to Power Rangers, though, holy shit, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. I'm so happy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but there was no hinting at Zords in that trailer. No. no. There was just actually yep. even the briefest of um, the, um, putting on the suits. Which was awesome. Yeah. That yeah, Looks like, very sim- symbiote-ish. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah. I, I I think they're Giver-ish looking. The good, Very good reference. Yeah. Very good reference. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Like, oh, Giver's a really good series. Yeah. Yes. The anime or the the two live action movies? You know what? Actually, both. I, I I'm not gonna lie. Like secret. when I was like ten years old, I remember seeing the first Guyver on this sci fi shit sci fi channel. Wanted that fucking alien orb, and I wanted blades to shoot out of my elbows <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's back yeah. when I was making like <laughs> when we're kids and we're. I never in class. watched the anime. Whatever I was drawing, like stuff, I always had blades coming out of yeah. the elbows. I thought that's just so badass. What's that from? The guy, the Giver, MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> was that on MacGyver? <laughs> no, you asshole. The Giver. <laughs> he, he duct tape uh, the Swiss Army knife onto his elbow. Yeah. yeah. The uh. Giver. The Giver. MacGyver attempts to be the Giver. <laughs> Hey, I feel would, like there's a story there. He would know how to work the shit out of that the suit, though. He's got, like, a salt shaker or something, <laughs> and, like, the, t- the tip of a pepper grinder on his forehead to try to... Yeah. Um, Walking Dead's gonna be coming out soon. Yes, two weeks from the recording, so recording whatever. day, yep. Uh, Everybody to, has we their We just need theories. to stop doing dates. Like, yeah, just, I mean, it's just out, about like, two weeks Yeah, yeah. We're imagining all the yeah. other, like, nerd podcasts out there that are talking about the same thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When this hits and when this debuts... Uh, October, blah, blah, blah. It, yeah. <laughs> well, it does. It's October 23rd when it debuts. But, they however... They were smart. They would have waited a week and done it on the 31st. I know. I don't know why. Whatever. Well, yeah, because they know a lot of people are going to be out trick-or-treating Halloween. Uh, Maybe it, they're smart. It's on at 10 p.m. 9 p.m. They know that they're... Young audience is going to be out. <laughs> yeah, those children. Yeah, the children that watch the <laughs> actually, Dead. but you do know most holidays, uh, most of the stations run their like That's marathon true. days, so they probably might actually skip a week. Yeah, to have whatever movie, scary movie night uh, on the thirty first. Because these are just, I mean, this is just a look at football on holidays. Like this is this is our version of football <laughs> on holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Sneak peek trailer that was at uh, New York it's City like Comic Con. Le- like a scene. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, scene. yeah, it was a scene. Yeah. Uh, so Rick's definitely gonna. He's gonna kill kill Negan. Like, no, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon for the rest of your life. I, I will. I will come and get you. Of course. I love Andrew Lincoln's delivery. Like just the the because he's always he always has that distant like shake. He always like almost like he doesn't want to say it, but he yeah. feels like he has to. Yeah, like I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. I, I'm, I'm gonna, ki- I'm gonna yeah. kill you. I'm gonna... And it's yeah, just... and it's just, his voice is just so like yeah. subtle, but I, like I'm, calm. I'm gonna kill you. I'm going to just yeah. Come after... Anyways, <laughs> I'll watch the clip because it also kind of gives away then what the fuck just happened. Well, clearly he's not dead. Yeah, yeah. And we all yeah. knew it was right. gonna be him anyways because be, it's yeah. the story. It's is his of universe. Him, yeah, him and his son. But should we talk about the theories? Well, yes, of course. Yeah. Get in well, we've, everyone knows who it could be. Um, which you know, if you it, back to Tony's favorite word of the day, duality of the deaths in the comic book versus the deaths of the series, the the television show. Um, it's like it's kind of like the polar opposites. Just like well, 
I don't know if I, I don't know should I should I say yeah, who dies go, in the go, comic go. book? Is it spoilers? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, we've like that's... like Tyrese in the comic book rather than Herschel and right. Dale rather than Bob. Um, when the those those creepy dudes from Terminus hit, um, I personally like I've heard this theory too, and in and, and I, I think it's viable is it being Maggie that gets it, and a lot of people are like, but she's pregnant. Well, this television show really hasn't been the most forgiving. In regards to yeah, where the fuck is Judith at right now? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Where is Judith? Well, didn't didn't Judith didn't Eugene have Judith? I don't remember. I, she must still be a in, somebody must be taking care of her. Oh, in, hopefully, in, someone yeah, know, like, in town. No, yeah. that wasn't it. But anyway, um, she hasn't left that town. She's since an appetizer they, for yeah. the zombies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of a lot of people I've I've heard some people say that it's going to be Maggie, which would which. The flow of of the of who dies and who doesn't versus comic book versus television show um, it could be Maggie because Negan kills Glenn in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, so it's not going to be Glenn because they're going to do something different no. for everyone. Yeah, and already with the last season, we know they put so much stock in sh- everyone thinking he was going to die, and mm-hmm. he almost died multiple times that. Why would you do that to then just kill him? Yeah. That would not be a satisfying, like, what the fuck? Why did you just nearly escape? You pointed at, you know, those were the red herrings. So not him for sure. Yeah. Um, Mag- I think the Maggie theory makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah. Uh, the one that I still think is Daryl. Yeah. Just by just by Negan's speech is uh, well, yeah, in of this, the right-hand man. Well, in this clip, that. yeah, you, your right-hand man is up. But however... He also has a hatchet, and that might be alluding to something else as well. That's homage to Saying Rick's you, hatchet in yeah, the comic book. You, well, and do you, you do you have a right hand, man? Like, i.e., his right hand or Daryl? Yeah, but I think it's it's. I think he's going to be losing well, his hand finally. Yeah, yeah, he drags him into his he, RV. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I can't imagine he's taking him in there to have a tea party. Yeah, and it's been so long <laughs> in the series because in the comic book, the governor chops it off immediately. Yeah, prison, prison time. Yeah, yep. and, and I think that the series has gone on long enough to where the people that actually read the comic book are going, okay, I think we passed that point. I don't think the writers are going to put that into the show until now you see Negan grab the hatchet. And Well, Kirkman said that he uh, that's the one regret he wished he didn't do in the comic book. Mainly because it, it made a struggle for him writing him getting out of some scenes in some ways. Yeah. But it also made it more real. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this main character lost. So people watching the TV show are like... from a writer's perspective, that is a, that is a great challenge. <laughs> yeah. Challenge that he didn't think of yeah. many issues down the road. Like, of, oh, shit, do, I cut the main character's hand off. What yeah. do I do now? How do we handcuff him, you know, if he's yeah. going to be hidden somewhere? Because, well, that can just slip off yeah. one arm and the other. Yeah. So... Um, with those challenges, having it come on to television, I think now, even in the books where he's kind of got a fake hand, mm-hmm. um, fast forwarding a little bit, maybe for prosthetics wise, they could always green screen it out, but that takes a little bit extra time, but they could just put a plastic glove over it to make it look like it's a fake plastic arm. Yeah. And then his hand well, is really in did, there. Look what they did with um with her in the in the show. Look what they did with Herschel's leg. Eventually, a walker might have stumbled upon that had a prosthetic, and Herschel would be like, "Dibs!" And then he killed the walker <laughs> yeah. and then took the prosthetic. I mean that that makes perfect sense because it's viable. Like and then with 
and well, there was the whole Merle thing where yeah. he had the bayonet, a very steampunk dystopian mm-hmm. bayonet hand, which was let's be honest, that was badass. <laughs> but yeah, so that's I can't wait. Um, I really, cause we really haven't talked a lot about what like there was a point where there's all these remember those people that got shut down for speculation oh and yeah and i was saying at the time we were just gonna say a name every week and right. why we thought we, it we never did no there's a lot of shit that we say we're gonna do and, and <laughs> never actually do <laughs> yes that's true you know something that might never actually happen what? oh boy three what it's been nobody wants to be a part of it it's but ron perlman does i mean he's well, he's ron the perlman, one he's the one that's that's going for it right now. No, was. Oh, did he Big not? Big thing out of, uh, yeah, New York City Comic Con was him getting asked the question always, and him, he still says, I have hope, I want to, mm-hmm. but he, he finally said at this point, you know, sick of, sick of this question, yeah. um, it, it, it's really not gonna happen, which I don't understand why not, like, throw some money at that, yeah. Finish it they on left. your terms. There's people, fans that want to see it, and they left it. They they left a pretty. I mean, they left a, a big enough palette for you to work a seek to work another one into because, um, Liz was pregnant with his twins. Baby. Oh yeah, twins too. Yeah, twins. And I mean, there's a lot of fan artwork that shows him with two kids, and the kids are following in their father's footsteps of you know the 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 BPRD, um. Well, I think a big thing too. Mike Manolia, Manolia, yep. uh, has said that he's ending the series soon. I think he's still got a couple of years, but he's gonna finally put a finishing bow on it, which is great when comic creators can do that with their property, yeah, and not have it just go on and on and on. To have people, but fight it would over be a great right thing to complement the book with having an ending here, and maybe this is all like throwing it out there to finally get people to shut up about it so it, it secretly comes out, but I really don't see that being the actual case. I really think that this is kind of the final nail in the coffin for this, which totally sucks, because those movies were beautiful. They were great. Oh, I love the yeah. Hellboy movies, and it, well, first off, I'm a big Hellboy fan, and... Well, I'm a big Del Toro fan, though, too. Oh, well, that's, yeah, I mean, getting to that is, is those movies were just, I mean, you couldn't think of a better artist, or better director to to handle that, like no, oh, yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, Perlman, it's so fantastical. Ron Perlman and and Guillermo del Toro had a rela- had a prior relationship, um, and they just it, it 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 happened so beautifully. It worked out so beautifully with those. And even in the first one, you realize the budget constraints. Like the first one didn't have a big budget, right? But they did really really well with it. Yeah. So. They were great. They were ahead of it their time. Oh, yeah, just sure. infinitely. And Ron Perlman, who, let's face it, doesn't have to act any different way in any movie he's in because <laughs> he's the same. Ron Perlman is Ron Perlman. Perlman yeah. yeah. Like, even in, even when he was Clay in Sons of Anarchy, it's Ron Perlman. Yep, right. just with a different yeah. suit on. Yeah. Like, he's, he's great until they're in a movie where he has to have an accent. He's got Nicolas Cage syndrome. He Ron does. Ron Perlman does. <laughs> and does. sometimes they're in movies together, and then it's... Well, then there was uh, Guillermo del Toro's one of his first films, Kronos, mm. which came out in the early 90s, mm-hmm. which was a Spanish film. Yeah. And Ron Perlman was the main character in that. Yeah. What, what was that about? Um, If I remember correctly, it's been years since I've watched it. It's um a like these mechanisms that make you immortal. 
Oh, okay. Which would make sense. Yep. Because it's called Kronos. Because, <laughs> yeah. Cool. It, it's, yeah, I have, I, I'd like to watch it now that I'm talking about it because it's, it's, I think at this point it's got called classic status all over it. Because not a lot of people realize that, wait, Guillermo del Toro was a director before he was a director? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, <clears throat> my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie is Pan's Labyrinth. Right? And I will never forget when that movie came out and it was, made in Spain. It's a movie in Spanish, yeah. right? How many of my customers at the video store were upset that they couldn't watch it in English? And I actually had a guy say to me, this is America. Movies should be in American. And then I had to oh, explain to him English American that American isn't, isn't mm-hmm. a language yeah. that turned into a whole other big thing. But Well, <laughs> it, well that, that is just plain, plain old fucking ignorance. Yeah. But some people have their preferences. Like when I watch when I watch anime or when I watch Ikira Kurosawa movies, I don't mind subtitles. Right. Especially like plus I I mean I love the Japanese language because it's it's so emotive and boisterous and it's amazing. And I would rather listen to that than horrible dub. Yeah. So that's that's why Pan's Labyrinth was beautiful because it was in a different language. Mm-hmm. On layer that with fantastical fairy tale. Yes. Horror and all that other stuff. Beautiful, beautiful film. Beautiful film. And very hard to watch, though. Yes. Um, very hard. I mean, it's very emotional. It is. And, and it doesn't have the happiest of endings. No, no. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah. Essentially. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to bring the comic book back to the comic book podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we went off on Guillermo del Toro. That's what I'm here to do. If I don't, if I don't have anything to, to, to bring to the table comic book-wise, I'm going to go off on tangents about shit that isn't comic books. <laughs> that's that's half of what we're known yeah. for. Um, so, this- so squatting technique. <laughs> Shut if, up, if you put a box... Okay. <laughs> um, so I picked up a book from Image this week called Cannibal. And I actually had not heard of it before it came out, and I picked it up primarily... Because it was a number one, and because it was image, and because it has an awesome cover that makes it look like it's a um, whiskey bottle. If you look at the back, even it's got like a government uh, warning on it, or it looks like an album cover to an old like seventies. Yeah, like... and you know how much we love to mix booze and comic books mm-hmm. here, so yeah, it just completely, completely drew my eye. So the the basis of this story is is not about bath salts. No, it's not about bath salts. It's about actual cannibals, which I think is going to be the next hot trend in horror as it, as as you know, we move from zombies. Uh, outside of outside <laughs> of zombies, like real living and breathing people that eat other yep. people. So in so this this book has to in in like the 90s a hurricane hits and it unearths this mosquito that spreads like a huge epidemic of yellow fever. And they create a uh, cure, and so that people will stop dying of yellow fever. Um, but the side effect that they find out later to this cure is that it gives you a craving for human flesh. So you're essentially a zombie without being a zombie because it's not like you're choosing to eat people. It's that you need and want to eat people. But pretty much you still have your mind. It's right. just you all of a sudden a the huge cravings, uh, almost, almost more like a vampire. vampire. I say like blood, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds a little bit like uh, I, I zombie. Oh, yep. Yeah. Where she, they, where she is person, she, but yeah. then she starts devolving if she doesn't get right. And they haven't. They've the so this 
this book takes place in I in like the Everglades in Florida. So it's definitely more of like a backcountry mm-hmm. type area that they're in right now. It starts at a bar and it builds all the relationships of the the characters in the bar and how they're gonna you realize how they're gonna play into the book later and you have like the strong but gruff father figure and you have the son who has to listen to his father because he doesn't have another choice because they work together and running a bar and then you have the friend who comes back into town and you don't know why he's been gone but it's for some reason that's probably not good it's the, this so, in this bar is not merlots and no blood. but it's but it's very much yeah. very similar setup in terms of characters yeah. um but you, you, the the first casualty of, of a cannibal is this little fifteen year old like barback at the at the bar, and it shows the guy, like he co- he goes to take the trash out. This kid, and there's this guy standing out there, and he's like, "You have you have to go. You just get away from me." And the guy's like, "What's your problem, dude?" And then he goes to call the cops, and the guy eats him. Oh, too late, chomp. But then it has this great like one page. Uh, like image of the guy with blood coming off of him, like sitting by the dock, just crying because he clearly doesn't want to be doing this, mm-hmm. but he just can't help himself. Which That's is cool that they throw that in there. Uh, yeah, that these people aren't like they're not murderers. They're right. like shit. I need to eat somebody to stay alive. Yes. So then, of course, because of I would imagine the the type of small town this is, instead of launching a police investigation, they launch a manhunt that is full of gun-toting backcountry men. Bumpkins. Which always, always, always ends up well. Always. (laughs) So, in the middle of this, this, the son, who is going to be one of the main characters, kidnaps his girlfriend and takes her to a uh, cabin in the woods so they can have a fun, sexy retreat. And when I say kidnaps... That's the only part I made it to. Yeah. When I say kidnaps, I literally mean... He kidnaps her. And like you think he throws a. Yeah. You think something nefarious is going on, but that's just how they like to have sex, yeah. which I thought was an interesting little twist to throw, just randomly throw into the book. Um, but really, more than even getting into the cannibal part of the book, it's it's about the the mob mentality that's going to be building in, in this, and it is a lot like True Blood in that, especially the first couple seasons of True Blood when it was still really good and about the fear behind vampires being part of society mm-hmm. instead of about you have the, the, the love separate. triangle between yeah. vampires and humans or fairies and werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, uh, the... Which is a really deep original concept. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't do enough of that these days. Um, but in the end of this book, the, the guy, the son, he leaves, he comes back to get his girlfriend so they can go on vacation and she's gone and the cabin is wrecked. So I'm sh- pretty sure that's probably going to be the start of the main storyline is what happened to her if she was eaten if she was taken who knows what's going to happen next but the art in this is definitely um that the the colors are really dark like greens and browns and oranges that have been really popular lately in like those horror type books they they, they set you up for seeing a lot of blood yes because then it doesn't feel so graphic yep. when you see a lot of blood because all the colors kind of match into that palette. Talking of colors and stuff, I'm just imagining, though, a fun, bright, like, uh, I hate fairy, yes, fairyland. Yeah, where the blood is with just... then just... Yeah. That, it, that's completely... See, I'm, I'm glad you brought... But I would like... I no, but I'm saying... Book, but. Well, what I'm saying is, I would like... 
that art with a serious type yes. like this because that's more of a fun book. Right. But like having a seriousness of like well, that's like t- reading would be um, such a juxtaposition. Like, uh, Tales of Mystery. Duality. Yeah, but, yes. Well, that's like the duality of the duality. It's like reading Tales of Mystery um, from Dirk, the one that Seth drew, because Seth Demus's style is very mm-hmm. cartoony. But Tales of Mystery is not a fun kitty book. It's definitely super gruesome, and it, that gives you a weird feeling in your stomach when you read that book. But this uh, this book was written by Jay Young and Brian Bucoletto, so it's got two writers, and then the art is my Mateus Bergara, which I'm. Pretty sure I just read something else. He did the art too. All right, artists, He's... you need to stop having such <laughs> complex names. Okay, just... Bergara, Matthias, 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 Bergara. He's probably from uh, Mexico so, <laughs> or South America. They have a lot of uh, artists coming up from Brazil and stuff right now. So, what are you laughing about? That's just. I mean, I don't know. Just, hey. yeah, let's just pick out the artist. Or... The artist's name is Chad Jones. <laughs> And uh, no, it just I, sounds like he's. It's, I mean, just to throw this out there, though, he's from New Delhi. <laughs> seriously, though, the Hispanic artist community coming up from Mexico and Brazil is they're it's becoming a huge thing right now, which is great because their art style is definitely a lot different than what we're used to. So I'm just saying, like, you can't pick out a person's like race from the name. That's a little bit <laughs> that, racist. Like this, I love the artwork in this. This, this artwork looks Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. That's, right. my, that's well, my book. Booze in a Book this week is mainly, it's one of the few times where there's a booze that I then want to share of people should drink it and try it, but then, like, figuring out a book that I feel that would most, you know, pair it with. Um, the booze this week is Warka. Warka is a... Uh, Polish beer. Um, it is brewed f- through um, the Warka Brewing Company, one of the oldest breweries in Poland. This is one of the beers that all the halls would have, and it's an all right lager. I mean, it's it's not the greatest, but for me, I'm not a big lager fan, anyways. I like the IPAs, um, but it's definitely, I mean, very popular. Polish crowd and as well as this drunken weekend. So with that being said, there's really no Polish comics that came out. However, one Which, of the most there's never any Polish comics that come out. No, <laughs> but I was trying to think of anyone that would have some sort of Polish, you know, origin. And one of the most famous one, Eric Lesnar, who most people would know as Magneto. Magneto. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pair this with him. But no, let's pair it with a comic that I fucking love because. It's where he's got the best awesome costume ever. The Marvel Now White costume that he mm. currently has. Mm-hmm. Um, first debuted uh, Uncanny, Uncanny X-Men uh, number three, volume three, way back in May 2013. Way back. Um, way back. Yeah, yeah. three years three ago. Three years ago. <laughs> but that costume is just badass. And with that being said, I think that people should go read where... Looks like a fucking Templar. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit different than his old, you know, red and blue one, but mm-hmm. I like that his his arms are... Sh- Dude's fucking built, man. For being super old, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, for <laughs> being from World War II. Because he was, he was in an internment camp. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's what I love about comics. They never really age. Yeah. Yeah. You hit much. a certain point and like, then you're he's just got that white age. hair yeah. and everything, but he's shit brick house. Like yeah. <laughs> everybody's built so well. <laughs> the women are proportioned so generously. They are, Ooh. yes. So Polish beer and your favorite Polish superhero? He's not a hero. Yeah, well, he is now. I mean, he's yeah. still, he's always been the, his origins, or he's his not origins. He's doing it for his, himself. Yeah, but he still he's more coaches. of a good person. He's less of yes. the uh, mutants. Well, he still wants to One can always mutants. say that he always thought he was a good person, but he was just fighting for the rights of his own people. Oh, no, for sure. That's what, <laughs> it's all about perspective. Duality. Yes. Uh, I was gonna try to try to for last quote um, or whatever we call the fucking. Were you trying to find one about duality? Yeah, I was gonna find like <laughs> what it what it may mean. But the first thing that comes up when you type in duality is the song by Slipknot. Slipknot. Yep. <laughs> so just sing so, that to us, so Tony. I push my fingers into my eyes. It's the only thing that slowly stops the ache. But it's made of all the things I have to take. Jesus, it never ends. It works its way inside. And then you got to have a clown hitting a keg in the background, <laughs> which is very relevant, actually. Um, oh, new metal. I've missed you so. Yeah. Stay thirsty for. Duality. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> 